Welcome back to Held and Healed. This podcast is a resource filled with resources to help you on your healing journey, especially for women who are rebuilding after abuse. Today's episode is going to be short and sweet, and I just wanted to give an invitation to you to help us help others. So some of you are familiar with um, my group and my nonprofit, and um, if not, you can go back in previous podcasts and you can um, listen and hear more about Held and Healed and about the Honor Project movement and how that came to be. So I'll just do a little summary. In 2020, when the world was beginning to go sideways, I enrolled in something called the Give Her Wings Academy. It was a one-year commitment, and after that year, I would be certified as a survivor advocate. As I sat through the lessons each week and gleaned from amazing experts in the fields of domestic violence, spiritual abuse, and other forms of abuse, all these different women came to my mind. Friends, people that I have walked with and journeyed with through life. And I knew that what I was learning was not just for me, that it was for many, many women in my life. And so I immediately had to have a way to connect those resources to the need. And that is why I launched the Held and Healed group. So Held and Healed Christian Women Rebuilding After Abuse is a Facebook group that has over 3,400 ladies in it right now. And initially it was for women who were coming out of domestic violence situations, but in time we came to realize that a lot of women don't even know that they're being abused. If there are not broken bones and bruises, a lot of people define abuse solely on physical. And so we are very... um, uh, one is intentional about educating about the other forms of abuse. And Sarah McDougall has recently updated and she has come up with 18 forms. So there's at least 18 forms. And under each of those um, subcategories, there are just different examples. Like uh, there's emotional and physical and sexual and medical and cultural spiritual. Um, I'm not going to be able to just off the top of my head name all 18, but we reiterate over and over and over again that abuse is so much more than broken bones and bruises. And so this group, um, a lot of women will come into it um, because of spiritual abuse, because of childhood trauma, and then they begin to get educated and they realize quickly that their homes are also not safe because the other forms of abuse are happening in their homes. We would say that statistically, one in three women have experienced physical and or sexual abuse. However, that does not in any way, shape, or form take into consideration the other forms of abuse. What we're finding is that in conservative evangelical fundamental church culture, I would put money, I'm not a betting woman, but I would put money on That in those circles, that women are probably more prone to the other types of abuse. Maybe they're not experiencing physical abuse, but they are experiencing spiritual, emotional, psychological, mental, verbal, financial. Because a lot of times in these conservative cultures, women are staying home. They're stay-at-home moms. They're homeschool moms. They don't have any income of their own. The husband... um, 
is in charge of the finances, gives her a little bit to buy groceries, and that's about it. So she really doesn't have a way out. And so this group is just here to educate and to help women understand. Now, if you are in a dangerous situation right now, and he has access to your social media platforms, to your passwords, to your devices, it's not going to be safe to come into that group. Um, I, I stress that right away. Like this group is meant for people who are rebuilding and who are coming out of that. Because if he sees that you're getting notifications from this group, he's going to know, he's going to know that you're, you're researching and it could put you in more danger. So that's why we like to say Christian women rebuilding after abuse. If you need resources, if you're unsafe right now, I strongly advise the national domestic violence hotline and they are working on, I don't know that it's happened yet, but they're working on a way of clearing that number from your phone. So it's not in your phone history. And also on the website, if you go to the National Domestic Violence Hotline website, it will clear from your browser history so that you are not in danger. That is just an amazing feature. They are thinking through this. Um, refer to your local law enforcement. Um, sadly, for a lot of people, that's not always an option. So if local isn't listening to you or if your abuser is in with local law enforcement, then you may need to go to the state level. You may need to go, just go as high above until you find someone who will listen to you because we understand dynamics living in small communities where sometimes the abuser is very charismatic and charming out and about and he has pulled the wool over and maybe just maybe he even is in law enforcement and his buddies would protect him instead of protecting you and your children. So my work comes after women have been brought to a safer place and I don't for one moment pretend to understand all the dynamics of the law and um, custody and all of that. Like I want you to work with individuals who know their stuff, that that is their lane, that is their specialty, and then I'm here to help you rebuild after you are in a place of safety. So last year, uh, we went ahead and launched a nonprofit. So for many years, a decade, maybe closer to 15 years, I have found immense amounts of joy in connecting needs with resources. Basically, I would see a need, go on social media, mainly Facebook, say there's this need, and within 24, 48 hours, the need was met. And along the way, different people have said, Heather, you really should go ahead and launch a nonprofit. And I hemmed and hauled, and I shook in my boots, and I was terrified at the thought of that. All the red tape, all of the things you have to do to stay official, all the things like that, that scares me. But I did realize that by launching a nonprofit, I could then begin to reach out to business owners for donations and just multiply the effects and the effectiveness of the outreach that we do. So that is what kind of pushed me to do that back in 2022. We launched the summer of 2022. So we are less than a year in and we need your help. I have tried to think of ways to get this message out and do it in a way that uh, would just help you see uh, the heart behind what we're doing. We cannot share photographs of women. We have to keep them safe. We have to keep their children safe. 
we cannot necessarily share a lot of details of stories, again, for safety and privacy. So our hands are a little bit tied in how we go about um, sharing, but we also don't want to exploit people. I see other ministries that just flat out exploit the people that they're helping and they show their faces and they tell their stories and they even mention their names. And we don't want to do that. We want our women to feel safe that when they come to us, their stories are protected, their stories are sacred, and we keep that close to our hearts. But trust me when I tell you that we have over 3,400 women in the group. And in any given week, I am personally interacting with dozens of women, dozens of women via private message, via um, phone calls, sometimes face-to-face with local women. And so I can tell you that the need is great. And one of the biggest needs we have seen along the way is a lack of good abuse, trauma-trained counseling and coaching to help these women know if and slash when they can get out. So um, we as a nonprofit are focusing primarily on coaching, counseling, and then when we're able to, we are helping with practical needs and resources. We also annually will do the Mother's Day uh, blessings and the Christmas blessings. So we need your help. And I'm trying to keep this just around 10 minutes. It'll be a little bit longer than 10 minutes. We need your help. I don't want to sound desperate, but at the same time, we are. We are desperate. Uh, We had some generous donations come in last year, but this year it has been super, super slim pickings. And we are getting ready to hit the halfway mark of March, headed into April, and we do not have the funds to continue beyond, um, beyond March. So I'm asking you, to do a couple different things. If you are a survivor, we do not want you to worry about donating. (laughs) Please do not. You are in a place where you are probably rebuilding and you need resources yourself. So don't you worry about giving. Pass this podcast on to someone who maybe has a heart to help survivors. What we're finding is that our most generous donors are other survivors who are on the other side rebuilding their lives and now can help and give back because they have such a heart and they remember what it was like to be in that moment, not know where your next meal was going to come from, not have a safe place for you and your kids to land, not have clothing, shelter, resources. And a lot of times our donations do come from survivors who are the other side. But if you are a survivor and you are right now in the thick of it, and you cannot rub two nickels together, do not, do not, do not feel for one moment any pressure to give. That is not our heart. We want you to take advantage of the free resources that we give inside of our group, this podcast. um, Just, I'm all about resources, and I'm all about giving you, giving you, giving you all the good stuff to help you heal. So if that is you, just share this. If it's safe to do so, send the podcast link to a family, a friend, Someone who maybe has the means to give 50 bucks or 5,000 bucks. You never know. We've had some pretty amazing things happen. Um, back in the fall, one, one survivor just posted on her Facebook about doing a fundraiser for us. And a childhood or a, I guess it was a high school friend reached out and said, tell me. And when she said domestic violence, he said, say no more. And he sent her $2,000 anonymously. I don't even know this person. So you never know when a friend of yours may have the means to do that. And, you know, that 
that helps to support us for a month almost. The next thing I would challenge you to do is if you are someone who has the means to give, I would challenge you to give uh, a one-time donation is wonderful. What we really need are people who give monthly and give consistently. So I am asking people to really consider where are you donating to? Do you know where your funds are going? And even if you're donating to a church, are you at peace with how they're using your money? So many churches are using money just to build bigger buildings, to give pastors big salaries, to have a fancy coffee bar as you walk through the door on Sunday morning. And we are asking people to give so that basic needs, counseling, coaching, groceries, gifts for kids at Christmas, things like that could be met. So a lot of people have left corporate religion because of corruption, because of the exposure of abuse that's happening inside of churches and the lack of wanting to deal with that in a godly way. So a lot of people do have the means right now to give and they just don't know where to give. And so I would strongly encourage and challenge you to give to organizations like ours that are helping people boots on the ground with very practical needs and just shifting what you were giving to a church to an organization that's helping people with very practical, practical needs. God's people, that's what the tithe was always intended for. It was to take care of God's people. It was not intended to build fancy buildings. And when you look at the New Testament church, where people just gave to make sure that everyone was cared for, that is what we're calling people to. So if that is you and you have the means to do that on a regular basis, we welcome that. All you needed to do is go to um, honorprojectmovement.org and the donation link is right there. And it's tax deductible and it's fee free which is wonderful. No uh, fee is taken when it's given through that particular link. If you do not like to use PayPal, you're welcome to message me and I can show you some other options for donation. And then finally, if you are a business owner and you need a tax deduction um, each year, we would love to be the recipients of that. Um, I'm just going to get vulnerable, vulnerable here for a moment and say that I am struggling with my physical health again. And I do not, I really don't have the energy to go out and pound the pavement and organize a bunch of fundraisers. But I am trusting that this, these needs are going to be taken care of. I'm just trusting that what we need each month, and it has been since we launched in June, every month we've had what we need. But it would be wonderful. It would be so wonderful to get to a place where we have like six months surplus sitting there. So we're not constantly worrying about where the next month is coming from. And um, it's been advised to me that that's what a good nonprofit does is they have six months surplus sitting there. So we can, we can um, set up more groups for women. I would love to run two um, DV crisis response groups at a time. I would love to to run two financial foundations groups at a time. Right now, we're just doing one because that's what we can do. But we have needs. We have a lot of needs. So if you're a business owner and you're looking for a place to um, to donate, we would love and we would be so grateful and humbled to be recipients of that. So this is your invitation. I'm keeping this short and sweet today. Honor Project Movement is empowering women who are rebuilding after abuse the biggest way that we're doing that right now is through DV Crisis Response Coaching. 
and through the financial foundations, helping women um, just know what to do to prepare to get to safety, to know, can I do this financially? What to ask for? Can I do this with um, mediation and not drop thousands of dollars I don't have on, on litigation? We're working with professional coaches that know what they are doing. Again, that's not my lane, but I know amazing women who are doing those things. And so I can point them to that. At least once a month, we also do a grocery shower um, for a mama who's in transition. Like she maybe doesn't have the means to get government like food stamps and things just yet, but she's in transition. She still needs to feed herself and her babies. We would love to do more of that. We're working with another local nonprofit to put together boxes of food that are shelf-stable, and then I can just grab fresh produce and um, a loaf of bread to add to that to take to someone who's in that position. Um, There's so many other things that I dream of doing. Oh my goodness. I dream of helping to develop a task force of women who can help handhold women who are going through the legal battles. Because our legal system is not ideal for women who have no resources. And so I just envision down the road, five years from now, having a, an amazing just task force of women who can walk with these. Because you're, you're going through it for the first time. You've never done this before. You don't know what you're doing. And so a lot of times it's just about the questions to ask and having a, a set of tasks that we need to do, remembering what was said in the meeting, because when you have trauma brain, you can't remember what went down in that meeting. So that is an absolute need. And I would love to help create these task force all over the country. So if you are someone who really does know the law and has a heart for women and would like to be a part of this message me, because we are going to be putting our heads together and creating, um, just a task force cheerleaders and handholders and and people to champion and be part of the village of these women and beyond that oh the dreams oh the dreams I have so many dreams (laughs) so many things that I would love to do one of the things we do at Christmas and at Mother's Day is we help local children pick out gifts to give to their mamas because it's so so very important for mothers to feel seen on those special days and to teach children to honor because a lot of times when there's abuse in the home, their fathers, their grandparents, even their faith communities probably have not honored their mothers. And we want to be someone in their lives that says your mother is worthy of honor and your mother is worthy of um, a gift on Mother's Day and on Christmas and on her birthday. And even if you don't have money, you can create a coupon for her and you can help her to um, feel blessed and seen even without spending a dollar on her. Like that's such an important thing to teach young people. So this is your invitation to jump in and help us help others. And I have plenty of other great content that's coming in the weeks and months to come for this podcast. But for today, I thought, you know what? Let's just go ahead and record this. Then I can send this to other people. And we have helped dozens, if not hundreds of women in the short time that we've been up and running. And we want to help more. So please, please, please go to honorprojectmovement.org. Click that donation link. If it's $5, if it's $5,000, we are grateful for any gift that you can give. Share this with other people. And invite people who need Held and Healed to join us. Follow us on Facebook, Honor Project Movement. Blue Heart is how you'll find it. Follow us on Instagram, Honor Project Movement. 
follow the accounts that we follow on Instagram and you will get scads and scads and scads of amazing mental health resources. So many great resources because we are helping women to learn how to regulate their nervous systems, how to soothe themselves, calm themselves, get through the hard and heavy battles of life. And we need you. We need your help. So share, give, share some more, pass on this information, and I will include all those links in the show notes. Blessings to you. Please help us help others.